Today on the show, I'm happy to have Jeff Schultz. He's a CEO of Naptic AI. They bring AI-powered advanced threat detection and behavioral modeling analytics to you. And you raised over $2 million for this venture, and there are some struggles along that path. So what was that money-raising process like? Sure, uh, a lot of no's. I hear lots and lots of no's, and so you feel defeated. You feel like all of your work pay off, and you go to bed at night thinking, did I make the right decision? And I probably spent about two years there hearing a lot of no's. One of the good things is it still allowed me to develop a lot of relationships that later came back around, which were very helpful. I did want to talk about a little bit about just my influence as far as learning to persevere through a lot of those challenges. When I was pretty young, I, I had, I was a published author by the age of 11 and started my first company at 13. And my father was a, a missionary in, in a lot of these countries and heard a lot of notes. I, I see that over and over again. Yeah. And one of the things I always chased after, which I think most people do at a young age, is the world's view of success, the world's view of having lots of money, driving in cars. And that's, that was my goal, to have enough money that I didn't have to listen to. And one of the things that I learned along the way was from a guy by the name of C.S. Lewis, some brilliant quotes. And he began talking about how, um, how failure isn't a measure of, of greatness, how many times a man fails. Obviously, you've heard how Tiger Woods has missed more shots than I am, and Michael Jordan's missed more baskets than I am. But, it, but what makes a man great is how many times that he gets back up, how many times he stands up. And C.S. Lewis broke that down even further to say, if that is the case, if this is true, then the turnaround time is what makes a man great. When a man looks at the world and sees that all the work that he's done doesn't amount to anything and he doesn't see himself in it after all of those failures, the amount of time that it takes for him to get back up and keep working constructive and not take the easy way out. And that resonated with me as a child. And that was one of the things that kept me pushing and striving. I did reach a time when I was working in production for a long time and I had that worldview of success and I had, I was learning how to be a manager when I was managing people quite a bit older than me. And I, I could tell that they were a little disgruntled about it, which I could see that you work for a company for 60 years and this young guy comes in on his twenties. And uh, I was, I took after my father and grandfather were brought up in a different generation, more of a, an industrial revolution industrial um, time and place where you were the boss and you told people what to do and failed miserably doing that. And I, I learned very quickly what not to There's some embarrassing experiences in, on some that's pretty much what's kept me going. And you get up, you pivot, you, you always have to own your failure. That's a tough one. Owning your failure saying, uh, okay, I failed. One of the the other things I would say as far as uh, raising funding for those out there that are raising funding is it's hard because a lot of times you don't get feedback. Hard to say, what did I do wrong this time? And you get a million different investors will tell you all kinds of things. Get one, I've had calls where I have one investor that says, definitely don't do this. And the next one says, do the exact opposite of that. And so you're trying to figure out what route to take here. And my advice with that is to, to stay true to yourself and keep pushing. If you believe in what you're doing, don't let those things break you down and embrace your failures, really embrace your failures. 
I've gotten to a place to where it's yay, like I'm failing, you know, failing and you get better at that. As long as you're taking the steps to fail correctly. The biggest thing with failing correctly that I've noticed is just being honest, being straightforward with people. If you are lying, cheating, stealing, trying to get ahead and failing over and over again, you're not being honest with yourself and it's not going to pay off. You're going to get stuck in an endless cycle of repetition where you're not growing as a person and a business owner and an individual. So those are some of the really important things that I've learned along the way to embrace in order to move forward. Couple things. What were some of those embarrassing experiences? When you were starting out? Oh, when I was a manager? Oh, I have no end of the stories. The first company I started was, was with the band when I was 13. I was in a Christian music band and I, we were doing merchandising. And you look back on that stuff and like just the arts and the, the novelty of it is, is embarrassing to begin with. But you got to remember getting up there on stage and all oh, the first probably year I was going on stage was terrible. It was horrible. I look back and just cringe at that failure. And that was something that later on gave me some dignity that I, because you don't get hung up on that stuff. And it actually, I ended up making money and we ended up playing arenas eventually. And we got there, but we still look back at some of those failures. Um, yeah. Another example, like I said, with learning to be a manager, just trying to hold your ground when you feel pushed was a big one. Yeah. There's a lot, you feel tested sometimes when you get into those management positions, like people are testing you and you can feel a lot of resentment sometimes. People are especially, you know, how managers are viewed probably this day and age. I think a lot of them say that you're making more money than I am. Your job's easier. And a lot of times that's true. I've spent years roofing in July. My family were in property management and rentals their whole life. That there is a lot of that. And I, it, it is really important to is one of the things that I learned is, is to understand that the, the guys working beneath you very well, maybe working 10, 12, 18 hour days, give them some leeway, be supportive, support them instead of trying to correct them. A lot of them, they know what's right and wrong and they know what's constructive and deconstructive. Do what you can to believe in them and encourage them. And that's one of the things I can attribute to Naptic being such a big success. I was so blessed to meet my founders, we've known each other for a long time, where we keep each other in check. We like, there is no telling anybody to do anything. Everybody enjoys their job. They love what they do. We encourage each other. If we see somebody getting off the path, we take that constructive criticism in. And if it's something that we hear enough, then we say, okay, we need to change the way we go about this. But those are the things that, yeah, I learned with Swing. And what are the steps to failing correctly? The first thing I would say is own your failure, own your failure and learn from it. And that's hard because other people are going to say you fail. And it's like with images and television nowadays. And I can tell you firsthand with, with these celebrities that these guys learn some very big lessons and are some of the most brilliant, depth, respectful, deep people I've ever met and really have a profound moral standards. But they learn that in the same way that we do. And that's embracing. It's okay to fail. And it's okay for somebody to laugh at you and point and said you failed. Don't get defensive about that. And I think everybody naturally has that defensive mechanism that, that you know, they want to defend themselves in that situation. But turn and look at that and say, yeah, I did. And, and put it on the chalkboard. So that would be the first step, I would say, for success is really embracing your failure. 
And then second of all, staying true to yourself and doing what's right. There's a lot of times in my life where I could have lied or bended the truth or overlooked something and still had a job and lots of money. But in the long run, it doesn't pay and it's not success and it's truly not greatness. All of the great people that I know did take the high road. And that was something that, that really stuck out to me. And that, those were the kind of people that I wanted to the ones that failed correctly, that said, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be, have integrity. It's not just business. And that develops, I think, a reputation for yourself where people know that they can rely on you and feel confident and trusting you, especially when you're talking about millions of dollars. These steps to failing forward have brought you today to Naptic AI. What's the core of what you guys are doing? So what we're doing is really cool. I, I used to work in, in surveillance industry for a long time and I worked out in the field, started out in the field and eventually got into uh, software and got to go to some prestigious universities and learn. So what our software is doing is we're analyzing behaviors and we're doing that through something called computer vision. So we interface with existing camera infrastructures and we're able to not only detect like a, what a person is doing, but their intent. So object detection, obviously has been around for forever where we can detect faces and movements, but one of the, where we're making advancements on is actually being able to detect what a person is doing. So no longer are we reliant on facial detection to track somebody just based on their body and their body movements and their habits. And this has led us to be able to predict of people's behaviors. So. Uh, one of the biggest things that we're getting traction for right now is bullying in schools. Um, after some studies came out, um, it turned out a lot of these kids were bullied. 83% of the time, these kids were getting bullied and the teachers were unaware of it. Of course, the child did come and, and run to the teacher and say, I need help. Now we can detect those things, any kind of unwanted aggression, somebody tugging on a kid's backpack, any, we can detect even emotions like stress. And pull that footage, send it to an end user, like a teacher, and make them aware of that so that they can intervene, hopefully prior to the child doing something drastic. And that works across the board for retail, theft and vandalism and all and things like that. So if one of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you about Naptic and what you guys are doing, how could they do so? Yeah, you could reach out to us at napticai at gmail.com or directly to me at Jeff Schultz, it's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-U-L-Z-E at Naptic, N-A-P-T-I-C, A-I dot com. Thank you, Jeff, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to leave a five-star review. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.